0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 86 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. I want to wish you a happy new year for 2023. It's going to be an excellent year for your photography side hustle. I can feel it in my bones. The photographysidehustle.com website is now up and running. There are lots more articles to be posted over the next few months. I'm guessing around another 40 to do that are written already. I'm also working on some courses, so stay tuned for those. Okay, let's get started. This week's episode is seven photography tips for 2023. Number one, learn the exposure triangle. It's called the exposure triangle, but it should be called exposure settings or something like that. The triangle image isn't helpful. Well, it wasn't helpful for me. I still look at it and I draw a blank. So what it's trying to show you are the three settings involved in getting a correctly exposed photograph. Those settings are aperture, shutter speed and ISO. This one lesson will help you understand what aperture, shutter speed and ISO do and how they work together. Check out the downloads page on the photographysidehustle.com website. There's an exposure triangle PDF. Yes, I called it triangle even though I don't like it. The exposure triangle PDF and that'll help you out. A couple of months ago, I was watching a landscape photographer on YouTube. I follow him weekly. I'm not going to reveal his name, but he is British and he lives in Canada. So that narrows it down to about 50 landscape photographers. He was with a wildlife photographer taking photographs of seabirds, and he wasn't sure what settings to use, which absolutely shocked me. Now, seabirds are fast and they need a fast shutter speed to freeze the action. And I guess he's been shooting landscapes for so long, he just forgot how to adapt for fast-moving subjects. I have to say, though, that his landscape images are second to none. They are absolutely beautiful. But I was just shocked that an experienced photographer didn't know what setting, so I even ballparked them to a point where he could, you know, just get someone else to help him fine-tune them. Being able to understand the exposure settings allows you to take any photograph. If you already understand how it works, try looking at photos on Instagram and think about what settings you would use to get that image. It's a great exercise for a photographer's brain. I don't expect you to get the exact settings, which is pretty much impossible. Just look at the depth of field and guess what the aperture was that they used. Is the subject still or fast moving? Then guess what the shutter speed is. You just need to understand what is needed to capture an image. That's what all photography is about, understanding what is needed then you can go ahead and capture the photo. Number two, learn how to control depth of field. Now, once you've got the exposure settings figured out, the exposure triangle, as they call it, you need to get your head around depth of field. Your aperture setting controls the size of the depth of field. The depth of field is the distance between the farthest and the nearest points that are in focus. (laughs) To understand how your camera, the lens, and your aperture combine to give you a measurable depth of field, you need to use the PhotoPills app. It's at photopills.com, and it's free and it is super useful. I'll put a link in the show notes. The aperture depth of field setting is the first of the three settings you'll set when you're taking a photo. So you need to understand it and know what kind of results you're gonna get before taking the photo. Okay, number three. Shoot in manual mode or aperture priority. Okay, I I know you shoot in manual mode, obviously. But if you know someone that is still shooting in auto mode, tell them they've got to stop. All they're doing in auto mode is pointing the camera at things. They are basically a camera pointer, not a photographer. Photographers change settings and get the results that they want. So if you know someone that's using Auto, I want you to get them to turn the mode dial to A or AV. This puts the camera in aperture priority mode, which is a semi-automatic manual mode. You choose the aperture to get the depth of field you need, the camera sets the shutter speed up, and you also get to set the ISO. So if the shutter speed is too low, that the camera's set, you just turn up the ISO to a higher number until the shutter speed is fast enough to freeze what you want it to do. Or you could, sorry, your friend could just put it in manual mode and get on with it. Yes, it's a little painful thinking about three settings, but after a couple of days, you will, sorry, they will be changing settings without thinking about it. It's really simple once you put yourself through it. Number four, shooting RAW. If you're shooting JPEGs, you're missing out on some incredible possibilities. When you press the shutter button and you take a photo, the camera captures the image in a raw format and then converts it to a JPEG file and saves it to your card. You're allowing the camera to do a quick edit on your image. The raw file gives you more information and captures way more detail and a greater dynamic range of colors. When you edit a raw file, you can always go back To the same file later and do a whole new edit. Nothing is at risk as long as you save that raw file, everything's there for you forever. Once you've edited a raw file, you can export it as a JPEG and it'll be ready for printing or going on the web, depending on what you want. Professional photographers shoot in raw, so you should too, so don't shoot in JPEG. I know it's easy, but you are losing so much of your information in the file. Number five, learn how to do a basic edit. This is a problem I see every week. Well, it's not a problem. It's just something I see every week. People post images for feedback and 99% of the photos I've seen haven't been edited. Even the best images that a camera produces still need editing. Most of the time it needs to be cropped to remove unnecessary parts of the frame. Points of interest need to be placed on the rule of third lines. Shadows might need lightning, and the exposure might need tweaking. There's so many little things that you can do to an image just to make it pop a little bit more. Taking a photo is only half of the job. The other half is the editing. It's extremely important, and you need to do this if you're going to shoot professionally. You can't just shoot JPEGs and give people files straight out of the camera. I use Adobe Lightroom because it makes editing so easy. I can do a simple, basic edit in one or two minutes it's nothing and if i've got a batch of say 100 images or even more and i edit the first one or two and i realize that they're all going to be a similar edit i can just copy and i can paste all those settings to all the other images and it's all done really quick ten dollars a month for lightroom and photoshop is a great deal even if you only use lightroom it's still an amazing deal so you need to learn how to do a basic edit And don't ever put your images out into the world until they have been edited. Don't show people unedited images. Number six, keep your equipment clean. Now, photography equipment is expensive, very expensive. You really need to look after it. A lens can last for decades and it can make you thousands upon thousands of dollars. So give the lens a clean every time you use it. A smudge of grease on that front element can ruin a photo shoot, so buy a cleaning kit. Clean your camera's sensor regularly, and save time removing unwanted spots. Now, I've been guilty of this before, still am. When your sensor's dirty, you get all these spots all over your images, and you don't see them at first, but when you zoom in at a full 100%, you're going to see these dots all over your image. Now, if your sensor's clean, you might only get one dot or none. But if it's dirty, you might have 20 or 30, and it can be it can be a nightmare sometimes. Your time's valuable, so clean the sensor, and you'll get cleaner images. Number seven, set goals or plans for 2023. I've mentioned in past episodes that I, I don't always carry through when I set goals. I used to use the SMART method, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. And I think it's an overcomplicated way to set a plan. Now, I like to keep it simple. Planning for two months, six months and a year ahead. I don't break everything down into steps. I just write down what my aims are and to keep them in my thoughts, I print them out and I put them where I can see them every day. And that's usually on the wall at the back of my desk. I'm constantly changing my plans because life isn't simple. Some non-photography needs become more important. You need to set your plans, but don't be hard on yourself. If you need to change them, just change them and work around problems that you've got. When you're starting out, make yourself a wish list for the way that you want your side hustle to unfold. You need something to aim for, and now is the best time to make plans. And if you can't do it now, the best time is tomorrow. You just need to get something written down. Okay. That's it for episode 86. I'll be back next week with episode 87. In the meantime, if you've got any questions and need help with anything, you can find me over in the Facebook group or you can contact me through the photographysidehustle.com website and I am more than willing to help you out. Right, that's enough waffle for this week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.